Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we've made it to the end of the year. Uh, thank you to all of our loyal listeners out there who have been listening throughout the year, hearing us uh, talk about all the great movies, uh, comics, TV shows, all the all that jazz. But here we are at the end of the year to wrap up what we, I, I would say, was actually a really great year. And uh, I have... Uh, uh, one of my favorite cousins here with me, Harry. You guys are all familiar with Harry. Uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you as uh, as a recurring guest. Listen, one of the favorite cousins. Uh, I'll take that. Take that every year. There's quite a quite a few cousins, so hopefully the others are listening. Yeah, uh, I hope they are. <laughs> excited to be back, though. This is one of our. This has become a, a routine annual installment. Uh, yes. And looking forward to joining again. Mm-hmm. A time-honored tradition. So what we'll do, uh, these are, uh, we're going to be talking top TV of 2022 on this episode, as I'm sure the title is going to allude. Uh, very excited. Uh, I watched a lot of TV this year. I think I watched more than I did last year, which was good. My goal has been to increase my TV viewership just because these cursed streaming services just keep putting out content. And uh, when you know the content is good, so uh, I can't help it. I got to eat that guy's got to eat. So what we're going to do is we're going to do our top 10. Uh, we've also got three honorable mentions and it sounds like both of us have a couple of cheats in there too, which I'm very excited for. For those of you listening, Harry and I do not know each other's lists. Uh, we are just going to go back and forth. Uh, from the honorable mentions and then from 10 down to one. So, uh, and I know Harry, I know you've been having a last, a last ditch blitz uh, this last part of the year. I know I just to, to get the conversation started, <clears throat> uh, Lisa and I actually just finished the first season of white Lotus today, uh, which was good. Really liked it. Looking forward to that second season uh, of a mini series, which for those of you listening does not get a second season, but somehow some people don't like following the rules, and I, I kind of like that at the White Lotus. Uh, and then also, I binged 1883 uh, and just finished that as well. So, you know, maybe that'll be on your list. We'll see. I'm excited to talk about that. If so, uh, Harry, any thoughts before we start kicking this off? No, I, I uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking we need to start we need to start pulling sound bites from these yearly so we can when we revisit the previous years, we can roll the clip. Hey, uh, that's right. I'm pretty sure White Lotus was on mine last year. So listen, now, why don't we roll the clip? Why don't we roll the clip from 2021? We'll play and that then clip. It, hits, it hits all of our boys um, and girls. But no, excited to do this. And uh, why don't you kick it off? Ooh, okay. I'm honored. All right. So uh, my first honorable mention, this is my only cheat. Uh, it's two. And that's because I was kind of, I did some last minute changes on my list just before we recorded. Um, some soul searching. I've been flip flopping and, and jumping around for months now on this, but um, you'll see why I put them at the same. But this is the honorable mentions are going to Moon Knight and Peacemaker. So uh, two superhero shows that uh, came out this year: uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max, DC property following John Cena, uh, and then Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac on the Marvel side. Both uh, action. I was going to say films, but both action shows, uh, both, I think one's eight episodes, the other one was six. Uh, but I put them together just because, again, I, I wanted to talk about both of them uh, because I thought they were both really, really good. Uh, from an action perspective, they were awesome, but also from a story perspective, uh, I was surprised at how much I liked Peacemaker. 
Uh, and there were pieces of uh, Moon Knight that I was surprised of, you know, eh, I wasn't as big a fan of. So it was interesting because I, I really liked both of these shows. There were things I had some nitpicks on, things I didn't. I've talked about them in private prior episodes. Um, but, yeah, so that's my first uh, honorable mention. Some Very exciting. Action. And actually, I will say one of those might be in my top ten. So we might, uh, might be revisiting a little hey, bit. That's fun. That's, I, I like that better because I think I think last year we had done something where, like, if whatever was if, – if that was my honorable mention but you had that sitting at number two or something, you would then say that, oh, I have this at number two. We'd all talk about it. I don't like that because it takes away the surprise. So, yes, the surprise. I'll be happy to talk about it again. So what what is your first honorable mention? Um, I'm I'm actually playing the same game. We're we're pulling out all the cheat codes for our honorable mention. <laughs> um, my first is a duo, and it's a documentary duo. We crashed and the dropout. Um, you could I guess classify them as either documentaries or kind of biopics because it, it's uh, people playing the characters. So we crashed was Adam Newman being played by Jared Leto. And then the dropout is Elizabeth Holmes being played by Amanda Seyfried. Both of them uh, documentaries that came out this year. Uh, so I I felt that I really enjoyed them. They're incredibly interesting. They walk through kind of the the two stories of uh, Adam Newman and the whole WeWork saga. And then the dropout was the Elizabeth Holmes and Toronto story. And really, it was interesting because both of those uh, cases essentially kind of came to light this year when we got to see that. And then watching the shows and watching those two actors really take on those characters and you know give them give them their kind of human form but then also to see some of the crazy stuff they were doing i thought was was really interesting i don't know if i'd classify them in my in, you know top 10 but i did want to give them honorable mentions both great biopics great do- documentaries and uh if anyone doesn't know the stories behind those definitely worth watching it's a very interesting show nice nice Okay. All right. All right. My uh, my number two honorable mention is uh, the rehearsal. So, so uh, this was a show that I think Joey turned us on. This was actually this was a gag show. At, at the, I mean, it is a gag show to begin with. But um, I feel like every day we were on Xbox, she'd be like, "Guys, we've got to <laughs> watch the rehearsal. Let's watch the rehearsal." And we'd always just be like, "No, we've got I've got we're things to do." Like. We're gaming, we're in the middle of doing something, and then one day, Joey was just like, do you guys want to watch the rehearsal? And I smiled to myself, because you weren't there, I was like, ooh, Harry's going to love this. And so we watched it, and then I made some big stink about how dumb, like, I don't even want to watch the rehearsal, but then it was like, I'd watched a couple episodes already. This was an awesome show. I, I put it as an honorable mention, because... I still am struggling of like, would would you actually categorize this as a TV show or is this more of a uh, a deconstruction of TV uh, or it, it, honestly a deconstruction of filmmaking in general? Because uh, they touch on some topics that I think uh, have been long overdue in terms of talking about that no one even like like child acting that no one was even thinking about. And then, you know, there's just the brilliance of specific instances like the episode with the fielder method where uh, he's basically teaching a class on how to be this kind of filmmaker, which in itself is brilliant because what he does is brilliant. And it's it's so brilliant that, you know, you get so awkward watching it because it's so real, <laughs> like uh, Nathan for you and all that. But yeah, I mean, for months, I think I still even say it too, of like, can I get an orange juice, no pulp? And the, oh no, the one we always say is Trish the Dish. 
that's, that's a great one. But yeah, no, so that, like I said, I, I don't know. That's why I put it where I put it. I really liked it uh, and flew through it. I think it's only seven or eight episodes and they're like 20 minutes a piece. But it's right. just the classic Nathan Fielder digging into uh, uh, the psyche of people and just constantly going to these insane lengths to uh, to get what he wants, which is just just was wild. Oh, crazy. And what's funny is my honorable mention is the rehearsal. My next one on the list. Let's go! Okay. Let's go. I I totally agree. I don't know where to put it. Um, I'm a huge Nathan For You fan. I uh, actually had my brother out to visit a couple months ago, and we spent two nights just re-watching uh, Nathan For You episodes, dying laughing. I don't understand Nathan Fielder. I think he's one of the most interesting uh, people in the entire world i think he's a total head case but i also and like he's potentially the smartest man in the history of of humanity i oh, think yeah. <laughs> he, he approaches things when i was kind of going through and re-looking up things to hit for my lists and reviews the description on on google i think it was or wikipedia was uh the plot of the show is he explores the lengths a person will go to in order to reduce the uncertainties in their lives. And I was just, it totally brought me back. I think, honestly, I probably would have put this in my top 10 if every episode had been its own uh, kind of task like that. Yeah. Remember the first episode? I mean, the first episode of that show is incredible. He's helping the uh, trivia obsessed man come come out to one of his trivia mates that he's lied about a master's degree and the lengths that that episode goes to to just reenact that for this this just normal guy I mean just a just a guy off the street you could totally tell was insane and so fun to watch the feel when he started getting into um what was her name not uh Angela and oh yeah uh-huh. he liked to have a kid I feel like the show lost a little bit of its momentum because the rest of the series kind of focused on that mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, started moving away. But even still, you had the Fielder Method episodes and other ones where it just he gets so intense. And I feel like he, get, <laughs> he hit a point at the end of that series where he didn't even like he wasn't even in reality anymore. And I don't think he knew it like he was with the mirrors where he's changing into an old man and old. Oh, man. yeah, yeah ridiculous but uh no definitely an awesome show um and anyone on here that hasn't seen nathan fielder or seen anything he's put together it's he's he's an incredibly talented individual yeah and you too may curse the chinese for inventing (laughs) gunpowder we curse the chinese for inventing (laughs) gunpowder god that was i mean all of it is just was so brilliant to me I, i i loved it uh, okay, my third honorable mention, and the reason I put it here is because, at least for me, one of my points of pride with my list is that all of my top ten are shows that came out this year, and this one did not come out this year. I was praying that a season would come out this year, but it looks like maybe it's next year, uh, but it gave me the ability to catch up on both seasons of this brilliant show. That okay. is Ted Lasso. Ah, a classic. Yep, I had hey, never seen hey, it before. Hey. It was one of those classic ones of everyone telling you you've got to see the baby. And uh, the baby was beautiful. I loved that show. Uh, everything about it felt really, it felt very, um, I don't know what, how to put it. Like, it didn't feel real because I kept watching it. And, you know, and I'm like, there's no way that everyone's this nice. You know right. what I mean? Or that everything works out. But then at the same time, that made me feel so good because I was like, finally, a show 
that shows people like actually being their best selves and having mistakes and falling down and other people helping them back up, which again, doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. And so I liked that. I feel like there's just so many TV shows out there that really manipulate you with like sadness and fear. And and that's great, right? We love our horror movies, but when it comes to feel good shows, those are really hard to come by. And uh, this was just a perfect example of one where the, the premise is just so simple. The shenanigans they get into in each episode are, you know, they're done by the end of the episode, but they're all they always matter. They always feel good. Um, Jason Sudeikis was great in it. I also fell in love with, I think it was her name, Catherine Waddingham. Oh, she uh, was great. Incredible. Oh, she was so good. I mean, every person in there. All the players, awesome. right? All the, the all entire the players. Team. Uh, what's the guy who's uh, football's life was great. Uh, I, I grew to kind of like Jamie as time went on. I loved, uh, yeah. um, what was his name? Roy Kent. He was great as well. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just, again, not a, not a hard show to watch because episodes are 30 minutes. It's over and done, but you feel really good when you're done watching it. And Hey, what a year to watch it. You got the world cup on getting you ready. That's for true. School. Yeah. But no, I, I think that was on my top 10 last year. Yep. Um, well, can we? Uh, we got a clip. There's. Let's roll the clip, please. Can we roll the clip. Um, there's nothing like it. There's not very many shows that do that. And even you know some of the characters that started off a little rotten. Everyone has a redeeming arc. The Jamies yep. and all that. Totally agree. Except for one Great. person who becomes the most hated person at the end. Yeah. But was honestly, I'm fine with because I never liked Nate. Like I always thought he right. was kind of a weasel. And so when he turned into a weasel, it was like, but and it wasn't like a oh my goodness. It was like a you got to see the progression of right. his perceived slights. Cause every time you were always like, why is he upset? Like this was not a big deal, but you see it from his perspective and you're like, I get it. Like I get why he would go to that place and it makes me hate him. <laughs> oh, Nate. I love it. Well, fi- glad you finally watched it. It's, yeah. a, it's a classic. Um, my last honorable mention is another cheat code. Uh, and for the mm-hmm. same reason, I think that you had lasso, uh, this is actually a, a duo on anime. Um, oh, Attack on Titan and Jujutsu Kaisen. Nice. Which, okay. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I was never. I never saw myself as getting into anime. I, I was. I was. I think one of the latest bloomers of our family group of of kind of jumping onto the train. Uh, both of these shows are incredible. A big shout out to my brother Jack uh, for really throwing the lasso and getting me looped in. But, um, in, I mean, anyone here that's ever seen anime understands, uh, how good these shows are and, and what goes into them and just the emotional, the visual, the scores of these, it's just, it's incredible. And it's been really fun to get into. Um, so these have been shows that they're long, but I do love the short, uh, you know, our short little 20, 30 minute episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lost art. Uh, being able to cram an episode into that short amount of time. Um, but it, it's been really fun to kind of go back and watch these and get get amped up watching the action scenes and all that. So I wanted to give a little shout out to my my anime titles. Nice. Yeah, uh, I have yet to see Attack on Titan, but I also watched Jujutsu Kaisen for the first time um, this year as well. Uh, didn't make the list, but I would have put it in the same vein for you in terms of because I know that show didn't come out this year. That was last year, but still that was really good. Um, I'll eventually watch Attack on Titan too, and we'll see if maybe uh, maybe some more anime makes it into the list as uh, right. as we count, count down. I love it. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to our top ten TV shows top of 2022. So let's dive right in, uh, Harry. We're we're I'm firing from the hip. 
number 10, Prehistoric Planet. Oh. Apple Plus. That's right. This was a, a five-episode miniseries. Uh, the real kind of miniseries that, but also I wish this would be an ongoing because I wanted more by the end of it. But for anyone out there uh, who's fans of Walking with Dinosaurs, and you guys know from listening to our Jurassic World episode, Harry and I are obsessed with dinosaurs. Uh, I'd been waiting for the show since Walking with Dinosaurs. It actually made me, I rewatched a couple of them. I watched uh, Walking with Dinosaurs and then the Walking with Prehistoric Beasts. Yep. And it's so funny because when you think back on those shows, like they're so good and, you know, so comforting. You compare them to this show and they're not that good uh, from a from a <laughs> CGI perspective. Uh, right. It has just been leaps and by. And it's funny, too, because, you know, I have we have the DVDs. And so right. you'd open them up and inside it says, like, cutting edge technology used to render these dinosaurs in ways that have never been seen before. And you're watching it and you're like, man, this is worse than my video games from the <laughs> original Xbox. But that's Next because it came out in 99 or it was even sooner. It might have been like 98. Um, yeah. so, so this new season, though, top. I mean, it was it's on that James Cameron level of CGI quality. And you, you saw it, right? I have. Incredible. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just I loved it. It was easy. But then the other thing that I really liked about it was I was on kind of got into a dinosaur kick out of uh, necessity because they were doing it as a uh, like an event. So every day of the week, they would drop an episode. So it was I like the you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was I, like, you know, one episode a day for five days. And so right. I'd watch the one episode and then I'd put on some walking with dinosaurs and then uh, I'd gotten this book on, like, the fall of the dinosaurs, and so I was reading the book at the same time. So I just – I'd kind of done that perfect mashing of activities to where it ended up being a cool moment, and that's where I put it on, too, because it was like – just – I learned some cool things about dinos, too. I think we talked about it, but, like, my the big one was there's one for uh, – there's some triceratops, and they were talking about there's certain plants that they would eat that were good for them, but they poisoned them, right? And so then they would eat uh, – was it coal? It was either coal or uh, right? Wasn't it counteracting the poison? Yeah, it was. Ooh, it was like burned things, like burnt yeah. wood. They would eat it, and it would it would act as like uh, tums, basically. Which I was just like, that's really cool. So learned a bunch of stuff. Got to see a lot of accurate dinosaurs with feathers, uh, which yeah. was really cool to see again. That was not in the walking with stuff, but um, yeah. So that's my number ten. Oh, I love it. What a, and yeah, I'm totally with you. Anyone listening that hasn't seen it yet, that has any interest or Anyone that just that doesn't know a lot about dinosaurs, what a way to jump in! I wish. Yeah, it's uh, a good, yeah you don't need to watch any of the others to. Like to Alex mentioned, we grew up on Walking with Dinosaurs, which I'm I have not gone back and rewatched it because I'm scared it'll ruin my childhood. <laughs> those things clonk around, but um, no, that's awesome. Uh, my top ten, and just just to confirm, we're going. Uh, there's spoilers in this, right? You got to give the viewers. Is there yeah. So spoilers for any of the shows that we talk about. We'll try to keep them light. But I mean, if it's a spoiler, spoiler for the show, like we'll talk about. But we'll say we'll spoiler earlier before. My number 10 uh, touched on a little bit is Moon Knight. Disney Plus. Yes. Nice. We did have a Marvel show make it in the top 10. Um, I have seen, I think, all of them except She-Hulk uh, that have come out this year. So making my way, we actually just finished Miss Marvel, which was yep. fantastic. Uh, but Moon Knight was de was definitely a little different. Um, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, just incredible casting, incredible performances. The uh, the duality of Oscar Isaac with the oh, yeah. personalities, and again, not to get too deep into spoilers, but just 
played very well. And I did a lot of research on the comics after we watched it. And I think from what I had read, they stayed pretty true to oh, yeah. the comics for that character, which was really cool. Um, but a darker, kind of grittier Marvel show than a lot of the other ones we've seen. It's honestly one, I'm hoping one of these days we get a rated R show on Marvel. I don't know if they do it, but I think that would that would be really cool. And I think this one was kind of moving in that direction, like gorier, darker, yeah. you know, there's some scarier scenes than a lot of the other ones. Um, so that, that was one of my favorite. And then just the whole Egyptian mythology and lore. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've always loved that getting to dive into those scenes and the God, the Egyptian gods and, and the depictions of them was so cool. So, um, yeah, Moon Knight made the list. Top 10. Love to see it. And anyone that hasn't checked it out, give it a watch. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see going forward because, you, you know, you saw in Werewolf by Night, um, there was quite a bit of blood in that. And uh, yes. they got away with it because of the black and white. But I, I think truly the ch- the test will be uh, with the Daredevil show. I I don't think it comes out next year. It might be in 2024, but uh, that's probably the closest we would get. Maybe they'll try it with something else like a Blade or maybe even Secret Invasion. But you're right. Like the that grittier aspect, I think, I again, you know, this isn't a Marvel episode, but just their ability to dance between all the different genres, I think, has been just absolutely on point the last few years because you've got the the gritty egyptian drama with a you know a guy who has dissociative identity disorder and then you have she hulk or you have miss marvel like if you like one thing and you don't like the other that's fine we've got a little they've got it's like baskin robbins over there they got 31 different flavors that you can try Uh, but that's great that's awesome number 10 why don't you uh take us to nine Number nine, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, they used to call this Odin's Day. If you if you uh, you're familiar with your lore, because, uh, you know, Thursday was Thor's Day, but uh, Woden's Day or, or as it turned into Wednesday. Oh, uh, oh! Uh, trying to loop that back in there. Uh, Wednesday is my number nine. Uh, we just finished watching that a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I loved that show. Uh, I'm a sucker for any. I mean, you you you've caught the drift, but like any, occult stuff, the uh, you know, right. werewolves, yeah. vampire, all, all that. I love that sort of stuff. I'm also a sucker, as you'll see, for high school dramas. So I loved the aspect of that. But then also Jenny Ortega's Wednesday was amazing, and and just that. Uh, my wife and I we just loved like watching her all her when she says. Uh, She's like walking into the cave and she says, if you hear if you hear me screaming bloody murder, I'm just having a good time. And I did like there are just so many good lines of things that she said that uh, was just so great. The mystery we could not figure out. We kept like guessing different people as to who the monster was. But then you learn like, oh, the monster has a master. And it's like, oh, who's who is that? Um, so I thought that was great. Or her the rendition of her parents and just the Adams family uh, was awesome. Like, I loved uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and then uh, I think, uh, I remember his last name, but I think it's Gomez. Or, well, it's Gomez Adams is the dad, but that guy who plays him, he's always playing a funny guy. And he did, I loved the, the way they'd always call her, like, our little storm cloud, or uh, just everything that was so macabre about it was so good. And her best friend being the, the like, werewolf who's really uh, colorful and all of that was great. It just, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice end-of-the-year surprise show, especially because it was directed and written by Tim Burton. Yeah, crazy. totally. I mean, it kind of came out of the blue, too. Just it really did. Season. I actually have not seen it. Um, oh. My wife saw it, loved it, and everyone I've talked to, I've gotten the same 
reaction and review that you just gave. So it's yeah. on my list and uh, nice. something enough to sneak in. Good. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, nine on my list. Uh, this was kind of a quick hitter that jumped in pretty late, uh, putting the list together, but Abbott elementary. Oh, uh, nice. This is a Quint Quinta. I think Quinta Brunson is how you say Brunson, her name. Yeah. Produced mm -hmm. directs. And I think acts in it. Um, essentially a, it's a second grade elementary school in Philadelphia, a uh, collection of teachers and, very office-esque kind of uh, mm -hmm. directing style, you know, looking to the camera, kind of breaking the fourth wall. Um, but just to, this this almost fell into kind of the Ted Lasso uh, school of thought in my mind with just a really good feel-good show. It, it hits on a lot of tough topics and a lot of tough yeah. challenges that schools and especially public schools face. So I do hope, you know, it opens some eyes into what, what kids in our country are going to have to go through. But um, obviously this focuses on a predominantly black school, uh, and, and some of the challenges they face just in that community, but mm -hmm. re really, really well put together show. Quinta's incredible. She's hilarious. Uh, it's got Tyler James Williams from everybody hates Chris. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to figure out who he was from. And, and after about the fourth or fifth episode, uh, no way I looked it up, Yeah, <laughs> but he does so well too. And then all the other actors and actresses playing the other teachers are great. But, um, this is another one too. I think this is my only other show on the list. That's a 20 minute episode show. And those it's a lost art. The ability to st stuck, st uh, stick a good show in 20 minutes is, Everyone takes their 40, 50 hour, 10 minute slots and can do with what they want. But this is a great quick one, quick hitter. Um, I think they're in the middle of their second season. Uh, the, they just fit, aired the last episode right before Christmas and they're calling it the winter break. And then the rest of the second season will come out in uh, January, February. But that's great. Funny. Show. That's, that's like what the office would do. Yeah, same. Totally same. But awesome show. Great direction, great actors, um, and a really well, really well put together. Product. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, my mom turned us on to that uh, back. She'd been telling us to watch it for a while, and then we watched a couple episodes uh, when we were out there for one of the weddings. And uh, oh, it was—I mean, it was exactly—it's it's, kind of like you know what was it with, with Wednesday, right? You know, everyone's telling you, yeah, it's, it's kind of all saying the same review for it, and I, I totally felt that way too. I will say, it was. It's not necessarily. It, it, you have to tell me how you'd feel about this. I don't know how to word it, but it was like it was. It was a little bit cringe, with the looking at the cameras and the right. the, the the very office esque things that they do. That you're like, no one would actually be doing that. But <laughs> but for like when she's having to like repair, you know, she's like going around trying to repair the lights and all that. It's like no, no one would do that. They'd call the professional and get that, you know. But but it, but it's funny. And so it's right. like it's not I didn't hate it for it, but it was just like, oh, you know, they do that. Ah, here's another character doing a sly look at the camera. <laughs> like, we get it. They know they're being filmed. Um, but yes, I loved I loved the principal or I, the principal was hilarious. Yeah. And then also the uh, uh, the other teacher, the, the she one who she won a uh, an Emmy, the oh, one who yeah. pretends her class has the highest reading level. <laughs> The one who's like she's older and she doesn't know what's going. Oh my god! The principal's having her read the Michelle Obama book. 
so good. good. <laughs> so good. I'll, I'd so agree good. with that. There's there's some cringy parts in it, but overall, I think. But yeah, again, solid. feel it's a feel good show. You watch it and you feel better yeah. after you're done watching. There's and and the, oh, and the uh, the South Philly teacher, she is hilarious. Too. You gotta love her. Looking for fights. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, all right. So number eight. Hmm. This is uh, you know, some of these are exciting because I think. One of my favorite things has been, you know, and some of the movies that we go see of going to eat beforehand and uh, like recapping whatever we just recently watched. Uh, and this was one of the ones that you recommended to me that uh, I, I ended up watching. And then we talked like all over food with it, but it's Severance. This ooh. is my number eight on Apple TV. This is a show about a world, a sci-fi world where, uh, reminds me a lot of like a Fahrenheit 451 sort of 1984 esque. Um, what would you, what would happen in a world where you basically have split your personality between work and personal? So truly getting, achieving the work life balance through not knowing at all what your other personality is doing. And so when you walk into this building and go into the elevator, you are severed from your person uh, each day. And then when you come back up, it goes back. So you're like flipping a switch, basically. Um, and that, to me, was so intriguing, just coming from the workforce and being like, oh, this, there are so many things in there that pulled from like the office of, of things that they're doing comedy-wise. But then you'd get all the sci-fi stuff of like, what is happening? And I, I got to tell you, man, some of those twists at the very end with uh, oh my God. Uh, with was it was Hilly? The uh, oh my God! I, like I will say that this show and some of the others, I'm sure on this list, could have benefited from having an episode or two more. And this was one of the most apparent ones because by the end of this season, so much happens in that last episode. And I was just like, I was, you know, at first I was like, oh, this could be a mini series. Like they, you know, they figure it out and it's done. But then it was like, nope, they just basically opened a can of worms, and now there's this. And so I cannot wait to see. Easily done two more. Easily. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, the acting was amazing. The uh, the book that the self help book was just a crowning achievement of how. They fell in love with this book inside and outside. All they did was make fun of it, which was just like that sort of that kind of humor that you could only get from a show like this. And then, uh, gosh, what were their names? But Christopher Walken and uh, I always forget his name, but oh, the guy who plays yeah, Falcon. Yeah. I can't remember the actor, but the I love them. They were, he's what? The relationship. And then he goes to find him the last episode. Right. He goes out to find him and he's there and he's like with fan. Just, oh, there's just so much heartbreak in here. But like their uh, their flirtation in the beginning was awesome, too, of like wandering down the random halls and they'd be staring at a painting <laughs> together. And so you kind of got some like history of the company through that, too, which I right. really like. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot about. Oh, and then don't even get me started on his uh, OG wife. Oh, that okay. reveal was lost right. my mind because I when I saw her I was like oh wow I like this I like this lady a lot and then it was like oh but she's you know I won't spoil too much about it but holy cow there's a lot that they have to answer for in season two that's all I'll say I, yeah I, that's that's to be honest it's on my list we'll get to it um, that's probably the show I'm most excited for sequel wise just to see what mm-hmm. happened last episode. We'll end it with this. Would you get severed? Oh, man. I was thinking about it, 
but uh, no, because I, I I do pride myself on being able to separate myself from work and personal. I do a pretty good job of that. So to be forced to do that or like I I, I wouldn't like not knowing what my other half is doing. Like I'd it's, have to. Uh, it's a little tougher too when you work downstairs. When would it hit? When you walk up the stairs? Or oh when? yeah. Oh that yeah that wouldn't be good at all. That would. When work. we close the door. Uh huh. Awesome severance. Great show. One of my favorites. Um, number eight for me is Terminalist. Ooh. Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, adapted from I think it's a Jack Carr book uh, that they. Adapted into a show on Amazon Prime. Uh, Chris Pratt is the main character. And the other kind of secondary side character is Taylor Kish, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's just a, it's a great revenge show. I actually haven't read the book. And I have that book on my list now to read uh, just because the show is so good. So it'd be interesting to see if. Um, if anyone out here has read the book and watched the show, maybe didn't like it as much because the book's so much better. I know sometimes you run into that, but mm-hmm. uh, essentially it's a Navy SEAL uh, goes through an incredibly traumatic experience where his team gets ambushed overseas on a mission. Uh, he comes back and is, you know, obviously grief stricken, trying to work his way back into life and not to go into too many spoilers. Uh, it almost turns into who done it, uh, who to trust, uh, what mm. what's going on here. The there's dark forces working against him and endangering him and his loved ones. And let's just say in the beginning of the show, you think you think uh, James Reese might be a little crazy. What's he talking about? But by the end, buckle up because it's- interesting. Very good show, though. Would definitely recommend it. It's a nice kind of quick one, in and out. Again, I would love to read the book uh, and check that out. But it's really engaging and a really good revenge kind of action thriller. Ooh, okay. If only Gerard Butler was in it. That's <laughs> hey, his bread and butter. Hey, little little uh, London has fallen. This is bread and butler. Bread and butler. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, like a Target brand. Bread and butler. <laughs> good and plain. Good and good plenty. Plan. <laughs> what was the other one I saw was uh, Eek and Hide and Eek. <laughs> <laughs> and or. It's a spin off. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll spoil that right now. And or is not on this list. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> look, it wasn't bad. Actually, okay, we, we might need to memorialize this. We might need to take a pause right here. Because um, you didn't even finish Andor. But uh, Andor was, for the record, was good. It's not good enough to make this list, though. <laughs> we watched the first four episodes, I think, in one night, and we kept going, all right, when's this show going to start? It felt like when I was in Sunday school. Is uh, <laughs> something going to happen yet? <laughs> Keep I learning kept... about all this stuff, but is anything going to happen? <laughs> kept going, and what? And what? What's next? <laughs> oh, I God. Okay. Uh, all right. Back. Uh, okay. uh, number seven. Number seven. On this list, number seven, I've got Stranger Things season four, new season that came out. Ooh, we uh, that was a it was something else. That show, I have a weird relationship with that show because the the uh, context of it, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of the uh, '80s child exploitation show of like, oh, 
let's just get some you know classic teens out here we'll play the music of the day like our adult demographic is gonna love it oh they're gonna love it and you hear them oh you know oh you know when a new stranger things episode is out when running up that hill is charting at number one on itunes why is that no one everyone's like oh i just discovered this new show from tiktok or this new song and it's like i that makes me not like stranger things but (laughs) I I could not help myself. I loved the last season. I loved how it ended on that beautiful fireworks show. Uh, and I was I was one of those pe- people where, again, I don't know if other people were watching a different show, but it ended and I was like, well, Hopper's out there in Russia somewhere, so I can't wait to see where that goes. Other people are like, oh, he's dead. It's like, no, he's not. They're going to kill this guy off right as he's the most popular actor? No way. Uh, but this was it was awesome. I they they had talked about it, and one of the big the big things that always teases me is when the the movie makers say or the TV makers we filmed it like a movie, or we we wanted it to feel, we wanted each episode to feel cinematic. They said that about the last season of uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which we talked about last year, which I yeah. loved for that very reason, and it's the same for this one. I loved how long the episodes were. I loved that each one of them felt like its own movie. Uh, did that make the show drag a little bit? Yeah, but I, anytime I think about that show, the first thing that always pops in my mind is those wide shots of them in the desert driving, and I oh, just was just yeah. they yeah. blow my mind. And it's it's not much, right? I mean, it's just a camera and a helicopter. But at the same time, I'm like, this just it feels like a much bigger show this season. Them everything with uh, Vecna was insane. Uh, we got to see. One of my favorite bands, Metallica, really played heavily in here, oh, which yeah. again though, was very eye rolling. Once you know, <laughs> ooh, Metallica is trending again. Here we go. I've never heard of this band before, but again, I do not want to be a gatekeeper for those people that were introduced to this music and the show. We're glad to have you. Just please stop playing it on repeat on TikTok. We we've heard it enough already. It's we're going. It's not from TikTok. It's from Metallica. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Oh, but also so cool that he got to play the Metallica song at the end. Like, oh, man, fell in love with Eddie Munson. That's all I got to tell you. He was it was an amazing addition to the team or that show. And I don't think he's gone either. I think I think uh, fan popularity is going to have him come back from the abyss. We'll see. Well, hey, I heard Hopper died. So it looks like they're all dead. They're all dead and gone. Yeah. You don't remember that scene at the very end when the nuke went off and the entire town was just leveled. And all that all that was left was the guy who has the kid who has the braces and the curly hair, and he just says, Well, that's all, folks, and then walks off. <laughs> Incredible. What a show. But it was. Uh, it was good. It was awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a classic. Instant classic. Um, seven for me, uh, this one was a little different and a little outside of the TV-ish realm, but I think enough to to make the cut. We've got the title makes me laugh. Uh Dahmer monster the jeffrey dahmer story wow we've got evan peters netflix documentary alex is shaking his head over there he's furious i can't believe you'd bring this show onto my show (laughs) we've got dahmer monster the jeffrey dahmer monster hunter dahmer story um crazy title we love it it I, I'm a fiend for serial killer content. I love uh, love love reading about them, watching shows about them. Uh, it's just it's it's horrifying uh, what these people have done, and it makes for some really good television. So this was uh, 
a biopic of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, and it was told pretty heavily from the perspective of his victims, with Evan Peters playing that uh, the said serial killer. Um, incredibly dark. It was brutal. It was really there's a lot of episodes very tough to watch, um, and just it insane to me uh, the stuff that he got away with for as long as he did before oh, finally yeah. being apprehended, and like getting to actually see that. Uh, you know, be acted out by these uh, characters on the screen was just gut wrenching, you know, made, made you want to jump through the screen. But uh, those kind of visceral reactions get you on the top 10. I'll tell you that. So um, I thought it was very, very well done. I thought Evan Peters did did really well as Jeffrey Dahmer, just terrifying and chilling and just all sorts of awful. And I don't know. That's it's hmm. number seven on the list. Dahmer, more like Murdah. <laughs> uh, I, I did watch a couple of uh, episodes of it, uh, and I, I will give you it was it was a good show. I I I totally get the fascination with serial killers. I know my brother had this. Uh, Stevie had the like this ten disc set of all these serial killers that we would watch when we were younger. That uh, <laughs> it was like you know black and whites instead. wasn't It wasn't as bad as they are now from the term right. of like violent and brutal uh it was more of just like newsreels and here's what happened which i still liked i mean i i love that sort of stuff the 48 hour mystery uh you know everything on that uh what is it the identity uh television right, show or right. whatever that is or channel uh but yeah no 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 it was definitely dark and yeah you're right i think there's been like three Dahmer shows in the last year and a half people people love their serial killers people love them people love them and it just it, it blows me away these horrible people and how I don't know. It just the stuff that the stuff it, that happens. You know, it's frustrating because I think you and me we're we're uh, we're soils of the earth. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're, we're men of the land, Harry. We uh we we pay our taxes. We say our prayers at night, and you know when am I going to win the lottery? Is all I got to say. But but no, the minute that I you know step out of line, I'm going to get in trouble. Yet Jeffrey Dahmer. Gets to do all this stuff, and he doesn't get caught. He's going to court going, I'm mentally ill. And they're like, well, okay, we'll send him back out on the streets. Meanwhile, I get a traffic ticket, and I have to pay it. It blows my mind what certain people get away with. It's just crazy. I I run a red light, and I'm sitting over here. Just just put me in court. Lock me up, judge. Yeah. Um, You know, whenever (laughs) – I was going to say – whenever I go murder my family, I'm just going to say, well, Jeffrey Dahmer got away with it. What about me? What about me, pal? There's no justice. It's not fair. Uh, no, but it was. I, I was. Uh, Lisa was watching it, and so I had uh, the. I like pulled up his Wikipedia because I was just like, I do not need the drama. Just give me the bio. Because again, I, all I'd remember were the newsreels, and I'm reading through it about the multiple times the police officers come to the house and all this stuff, and I just kept thinking like. Who does? It? But then you, but then you see the school shootings and this, and every single time, you know, oh, they bought the gun yesterday. They got like, there's just so many loopholes that people, these people exploit, and it's just, it's so sad. It's depressing. It's insane. It's insane. But check so, it out. Very, very yeah. dark, very full, but uh, a great, uh, well done show, and and a good, good uh, historical account, as far as I've heard from what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking of something dark and bold and final and murder, uh, my number six is the final season of Ozark. There my it is. Six, final season of Ozark as well. Let's we talk about it. it. Let's go. 
Uh, okay, this, so, uh, the reason I didn't put it up, because Ozark, in terms of Netflix content, it's one of the top things that I think Netflix yeah. has made. That show is incredible. Uh, I, I've lost my mind, and I even, I, I was at a point where I, like, I watched the first season, and then I think I paused for a while, didn't really watch the second season, rewatched it, and was like, what, where was I? And then did it again for the third season. But and then I was like, okay, you know, they said the final season's coming out, so I waited, watched the third season to where it was like a couple weeks later the new season came out. So I was in it at that point. Like I knew all the lore, I'm following it. It was great. Um, but there's just some pieces of it to where you know, one hate these two part, and it's the same for Stranger Things. Just put it all out at once. I get it for Stranger Things when they're you know they're super long episodes, but with this made zero sense. They could have released it all at once, uh, but. For what happens in it, holy cow! I mean, the I love that it's four seasons. There's there's a specific beginning and end. Everything happened kind of the way that I wanted it to happen, which was great because I, this show just flipped so many things on its head. I mean, I kind of like the show more than Breaking Bad, uh, just because. And I haven't seen Breaking ooh, Bad, now, but it's that same oh. sort of idea, right? Of the dad Breaking Bad, and if I'm picking between the Brian Cranston chemist who becomes a cook. Versus Jason, the Jason Bateman being his sarcastic self as a, you know, like a, a smuggler, or what would he, he's an embezzler, basically, or laundering money. Laundering I money. I think that every day because I felt like the writing in the show was just so sharp and everything was like, oh, like it was that, that level of intelligence and in writing that I just love and sucked me in. And everything with the Mexican cartel was insane. Of again the same thing where it's like you know they could have easily been portrayed as like bumbling and and uh, having a lot of hubris and obviously the the uh, nephew right. does, but just like how what a well oiled machine they had going on, uh, and just the fact of how many times they escaped dying, and it oh being so fitting that they they do in the very end get away with it because I just I love that because again you, these shows. These movies about the bad guy, the good guy breaking bad. Look at like with Walt, right? You know, they always get their come up. It's the classic Bruce Lee bit of, you know, when Bruce Lee would make his movies is all about him beating everybody up. But then they said, well, you have to die at the end or you have to get arrested at the end because we can't show this and have people think that they can just go fight the law, which again was right. like cowards. So, but that's the same here. And I love that, that they, they were able to do all of it and they got away with it. Like, again... I would never do that sort of thing, but it's just I've seen so, too many shows where it's like, oh, we know how this ends. They're just going to get caught and then it's over. Yeah. Like that part was I, I love it. And then everything with Ruth. Ruth, you know, I love the memes of her saying, Best if you want to stop me. Woo! Amazing performance all around. By far. And it, it really sets in, I think, season two, just that sense of dread of literally from that point on, it's them in total survival mode yep. and Marty just trying to get out of this situation, but everything, no matter how much he tries to look ahead, how many chess pieces he's trying to play it. Something every always Every episode he's, they're getting pulled back in and him and him and Wendy, as much as I hate Wendy as a character, oh. you know, she did so Linda or Laura Linney, Laura Linney did yep. so well, just making you just squirm. But her and Marty just getting them out of these situations. And I'd argue, you know, they, they get out and they make it, but there's some, uh, 
there's some dark stains on this family now with that last oh. scene that last scene these kids they're not kids anymore we got to we may have, we may have beat the law, but we've got some issues to resolve. And I th- I thought that ending was really fitting. Of walks out with this shotgun, and then the screen goes black because you may have escaped the cartel, and you're not in jail, and all this. But now think of everything that you put your family through, and that you have to deal with just at a personal level is crazy. But one of the it's it it is my top six. Um, that's awesome that we had it line up together, and just. What a what a way to wrap it up, especially a show yeah. like that where seasons. That this was one where you can you can attest to this. Each season got better, I think, more in depth, more engrossing. And I was as I love the idea of your start and end point coming in. We know it's going to finish up, but I was I was worried going into it that you know they bumble through the ending or we right are they going to misstep? Yeah. What a, what a fantastic ending to the show. Perfect. And this it goes down in my history books as obviously a top season of 2022, but one of the, my top shows of all time. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I'd put it on that list for sure. Uh, awesome. So that was number six. OK, cool. Number five. We are in our top five now. Uh, top number five. five for me is uh, The Bear. Ooh. Yep. So close. Oh, is you see? Okay, okay, nice. Glad to hear it. Uh, okay, so yeah, the bear. It's a, a brand new show on Hulu. I think it has like eight or nine episodes. That's another one of them twenty-minute shows that mm. uh, they go by really quick. Um, but there's just the the sense of uh, of stress and dread. Um, I'm a sucker for cooking shows, and whether yeah. that's like a live cooking show or like a show about like a cooking like this, yeah, like Chopped. I love that. Um, like that barbecue one that we watched with Worm. <laughs> Uh, that was great, but yeah, no. So I, I just the I'm always going to be sold on a food show, but to have I think what is his name John Michael White or White, Jimmy Allen White. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, he he was me. awesome. He's from Shameless, and uh, yeah. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Uh, as did the guy who played Carmine as well. His his uh, cousin. I think I mean well, really everyone kind of put him. In. Yeah, <laughs> he's from he was in Andor. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he was. Which was why, hey, hey, he's getting work. But yeah, no, I just, I loved that. I loved the unraveling of who he was because you you start off in the thick of it. And so it was cool to kind of deconstruct that. And then everything with the the hidden money and all of that was great um, as we sort to kind of figure out why. Because the whole impetus being he has to take over a kind of like a cheesesteak diner type place from his brother who committed suicide and now he but he's like a top chef. And so he's having to come into this place that has no order, all chaos and seeing him kind of grow the store into wanting that order and wanting to be the best uh, was great to the point where, you know, I, I'm so happy they renewed, got a second season because I'm really excited to see where they go next. Totally engrossing. It was my number four. So mm-hmm. right there with you, um, I think just. The the plot of it was crazy. Like you said, coming from a Michelin star ranked restaurants yep. to his hometown family shop where he's not only dealing with very obviously very strong willed employees that all have their own way of doing things, but um, working through the death and, you know, suicide of his brother, which yeah. is, you know, intense and it's of its own. And the other the thing I love the most about this show is it was the most stressful show I've ever watched. I had to turn off. I think the three points in the show, I had to turn it off. I had to pause it 
and walk away for about an hour and say, I just need a break. I need to catch my breath. I was starting to overheat because wow. I'm sitting there like, like I'm in the kitchen and I'm going, why are we printing out all these receipts, guys? Oh, my goodness. Ooh. That episode, we got an online order. Oh, man. Crazy good. So what was your number five? Um, Number five. And this may be on your list. I'm not sure. Uh, this is another continuation of a series. This is season three of The Boys. Ah, The boy, Not on my list, but we can talk about it. The Boys. Uh, this came out in June. Uh, mm-hmm. The Boys, I think, is, is very similar in my mind to, to Ozark and the fact that it seems to make my top ten every year that they release a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think consistently the last two years, the first two seasons were in my top ten. Um, and I was not disappointed. I think this this season was – it kept everything rolling. It really – you start to really see the – the unraveling of Homelander uh, into uh, just mentally starting to break down, which was crazy. Uh, the stuff that he was getting into and just everyone around him starting to go into full defense mode. Um, and it just, the, the ties with current day society of oh, yeah. stuff here and around the world is always something that just, I, I love, um, and then I always go back to there's so much superhero content that's released. We consume so much of it, all of our DC, all of our Marvels. And this is such a different look from everything else. It's it's in that, you know, invincible range where it's just it's dark. It's this is exactly what it would be like if humans as they are today had superpowers. It would all be just about these egotistical heroes that are totally playing to their own motivations and what they're looking for. And it's such a, I think such a real look of like what, what, how scary it would be if, if heroes were real, because people are pretty awful. Most of the time we'd have a lot more Jeffrey Dahmers. Yeah. That, uh, that closing scene of the show terrified me of uh, yeah. him in the crowd was just scary. Um, the reason I didn't put it on the, on my list was because this was my least favorite season of the season. Ah. Um, I did not like that the season ended exactly where it began. We got absolutely nowhere in this. Homeland, nothing ends up happening to Homelander, right? The very beginning. So the beginning of this season is uh, Butcher and Squad are now rogue, uh, but their plan is to take down Homelander, to actually kill him. And so they're trying to find some device. They end up finding a person. They think that the soldier boy can do it. Um, We get the big fight at the end, and... They can't do it. So nothing ends up happening. It was actually super frustrating because I just I'd gotten to my level of like this is too much just from the sense of like it's such a miserable show. Everyone is so mean (laughs) to each other. There's not a single redeeming person on here except for I personally really like Black Noir. And then he ends up getting killed. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, from the, the sense of dread. Yeah, I would say, yeah, throw that on the top 10. But I just like when I think about that season, it makes me frustrated because I had a feeling like, you know, at the beginning of like, oh, thank God, we're going to get rid of Homelander. Like, I'm sure they're going to go through some stuff and to get there. But for it not to happen, and really the only change being that his son now doesn't like him. That's really right. it, which is not good because his son is the same as his dad. Uh, just left me going like, they, they should have released another season because right now I just, 
there's so much in this one where I was just like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, and nothing's happening. <laughs> but I get it. Like, it still was real. I will not deny it, it was an awesome season. It's just, yeah. you know, well, I, I, can, I would give this one an I eight. Definitely, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. And I think, I mean, it's, it's part of me is it's kind of the crux of the show. The characters are all yeah, great. It's fair. But to me, the minute that Homelander goes away, I think the show ends because. I agree. He is, you know, he is the cancer in in the boys. So, so remove it and end the series. Get, make something new. Put your money towards a be- another show that might be on the list. Ooh, ooh. So we'll see. I think they are locked in for season four, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, my number four on that next one is uh, is Miss Marvel. So ooh, ooh. this is only Marvel show that I put on the list. Uh, Miss Marvel, I think, Crazy. is probably my favorite of the Marvel shows that have come out. Again, checks all the boxes for me. You got your high school drama, great female lead. The soundtrack is absolutely killer. Changed my year. I uh, I was listening to that soundtrack nonstop, so it uh, it did skew my Apple and Spotify numbers uh, for the stuff that I listened to. Uh, but the score was also phenomenal. That score uh, will be, spoiler alert, will be in my top albums of the year as well. Um, but yeah, there's just there's so much special, something so special about this show, of it, it it being such an homage not just to the MCU, but to the comics themselves. They changed some of the pieces from the lore and made it even better. Like uh, how she gets her name, Miss Marvel, is completely yeah. different. And they went back with her. So like they originally, she's a mutant, which is awesome. They met. They even get yeah. the X Men wow. theme. Right at the end. Right at cool. the end. And that's not how she is in the comics, but originally that's what they wanted to do with her in the comics. So there's a lot of pieces of this that that's I felt cool. were full circle. Got to learn a ton about the partition, which I had no idea about. Uh, so I got to do a bunch of research on that. So the show enhanced my learning, which is a huge thing for me. Not many shows do that. Um, but yeah, I know. Like, I, you know, we had our whole Miss Marvel episode. But yeah, so I. Uh, I love this one. I've watched it so many times now. It's just it's a it's a staple for me. It's a great feel good show um, with uh, with a ton of heart. Can totally attest. We actually just finished it what a month ago. Yep. Yep. So and the I don't know off the top of my head the actress's name, but she Amon Vellani such an amazing job carrying. Oh it. yeah. To come into Marvel as a new fresh faced character like that and do that well and well, have that's it, her first acting gig. Ever, right? Ever, yep. And have that be, you know, your top show. And honestly, it's it's up there on my list as well. And you're comparing to, you know, shows where you have Loki and WandaVision right. and, and where these, you know, these actors that kind of come in with great shows, right? They were in our top tens in previous years, but they're, they also are carrying all the baggage and kind of have that background where she's- Yes, the, the freshness coming. was nice. Yeah, agreed. So that's cool. It's good, good to see. I was wondering- uh, I didn't see her in the honorable mentions, and I was wondering if you were if you were just going to pass by Miss Marvel this year. I was getting worried. No, no, no. Uh, okay, so that takes us to you said your number four was the bear. My four was the bear. So let's take it to our top three. So um, these were tough decisions, but at the end of the day, uh, they're also pretty easy decisions. It was nice to be able to stack them the way that I did. Uh, number three is season two of demon slayer that is the entertainment district arc uh which was absolutely mind-blowing um i i would still possibly put the first season above this season 
But this show is just phenomenal. And I know you haven't seen it yet, but it's going to blow your mind when you do. Um, This season is uh, the the main characters are going to the entertainment district to um, they're basically like investigating some stuff. So they, you know, the whole point of the show is they're slaying demons that uh, oftentimes are, are look like humans. And so they'll get reports of, oh, there's been some demon activity in a certain town. And it takes place in kind of like feudal Japan almost. So it's like, you know, they got to travel by foot and all that sort of stuff. But they get to this entertainment district and uh, there's a demon there that they have to fight. That's this crazy, uh, and it, you know, ends up being two demons. But we get some pretty powerful scenes toward the end. Um, and I won't spoil too much about it, but just to say that, like, you know, I was crying and, and tear just, you know, the classic anime style that they, they killed it in this of the buildup oh. and then the beauty of, you know, all the stuff that happened with her sister, his sister in the show. There's a great tag team scene with the three of the guys. That's just just amazing. Um, there's a lot. It's and it's hard to describe without spoiling it. And I don't want to. So check it out. I don't know if it's on Netflix yet, um, but it was worth it. And and like I said, it was just it was amazing. Total. What'd you watch it on? Uh, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Nice. Good fight scenes? Oh, Harry, just insanity. With insanity. Like, it's on the list as soon as as we get through this attack on Titan. It's game time, baby. Oh, yeah. My number Uh, three, I I probably should have revisited this a little bit earlier, but uh, is actually Severance. So, oh, nice. Yeah. We said we'd talk about it. Yeah. So, what, what, uh, we'll put it up so high for you. Top three. Um, I, I think we hit most of the stuff when you reviewed it. I think just, the the first couple episodes it was really trying to wrap your head around the concept, right? And mm-hmm. some of the stuff happened in Heli trying to leave when she's she's walking out the door and she keeps just coming back in, and you're like, "What is going on with it? This doesn't make any sense." And then how they start, you start realizing what Severance is, and you you know the history of Lumen and what they're doing here, and just it the ramifications of what they're doing on all these characters, and it was just it you know a not in a bad way, but a slow start. You're you're trying to figure out this concept. It hits you, I think, probably by about episode three or four. You're really engaged, yep. really yep. into it, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Then all the twists and turns start right at the end there. I think my only complaint on this show was uh, same as yours. It packed a ton, too much, in my opinion, into that last episode. They almost tried to tie up too much. But it also, I mean, it leaves the door open for some crazy – I think as the episode ends – that all the Audis go back to their, uh, the switch gets flipped and they all return back to their, their any form. So it will yeah. be so, 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 like I said earlier, I'm so excited. Season uh, two of this next year, I believe is when it starts. Um, so pumped and very excited to see what comes, but the twist turns unexpected and, and acting in that show top three for me. Nice. Awesome. Uh, okay. We're down to our two. So number two, I don't know if you saw this. She's on Netflix, uh, Sandman. Ooh, I did. Yeah. I watched it while we were overseas. It was. Oh, nice. Loved Sandman. Lisa and I devoured that show so quickly. And there's just so much to love about it, you know, based on a comic book. And uh, and it was one of the comic books that like I'd always seen. But I never read because it was like an older comic and it was DC and all of that. And I always people had always told me 
And I'd always seen that like Sandman's very complicated. And so I was always like, I don't want to bother with it because, you know, there's probably a lot. And it was, you know, the show was yeah. very complicated, but I loved that. Like I loved the uh, how freely they played with time, how that first episode alone takes place over like 150 years. And then just how how casual they were with all of that of like, oh, you know, this guy they come and go. The sun is here in a moment. And then the next moment he's 80. And, you know, it's just all of that was brilliant. The, you know, they got the episode where he goes to hell to get his stuff back and has to have that fight with the devil. That was just insane. How about that? How about that episode and kind of like a break from the series with him and the man he meets at that bar. Yep. That was my favorite episode. Uh, Every hundred years I'm coming back to this bar and and they, they went off because they, they showed like eight or nine hundred years worth of him coming back like nine times. It just, like death as his sister was so cool. She was great. Um, you got the episode that all took place inside the diner, which was totally messed up, but also was really oh, that good. Was crazy. That yeah. was insane. And then they have the audacity to, uh, at the end, they dropped a bonus episode. Right. And so they dropped, which was so cool. And half of it was animated. There's just so many liberties that they took in this show that I, I loved. It was the exact kind of show that I like. Uh, and it was my top, show of the year uh until we'll we'll save for that last show but yes i i thought it was phenomenal and it got re- you know even neil gaiman who's the uh, the author of sandman uh was saying he didn't know if the, the, we'd be able to get a second season because it was very expensive it's not again it's not like your mom and dad's tv show uh but it's been renewed for a second season so uh, i can't wait to hear what that is i didn't i actually didn't realize and the last time I came over to your house, realized it because I was sitting at you. You had put me at the children's TV in the corner. I was sitting in the corner mm-hmm. up in high school, uh, little high chair, playing my games. And I looked on your bookshelf and saw yep. the graphic novel. Have you read it? I haven't read it yet, but we, I picked I picked it up right after we finished the show because I was like, oh, you know, they, they said certain episodes are straight arcs in the comic. In so the, I was oh, like, now so- now that I know and have, you know, can I was going to say put names to faces. It's a comic book, so they'll have drawings of the faces. But um, I'm very excited. Yeah, no, that's on my list to read next year. That's awesome. Very cool. And I actually completely forgot about that show. I need to I need to revisit it. That might have been. That might have even been able to eke into the top ten if I could have gone back in time. Okay, okay. I can go back in time. Let's. Uh, hey, let's, hey. Let's... Uh, well, we always reserve the right to change our lists whenever we want. <laughs> so, um, uh, what, what do you got for number two? So, number two, and I'm getting pretty excited for number one after hearing your number two because I'm thinking we might have some alignment here at number Ooh. one. Let's go. Number two for me was uh, season two of The White Lotus. Ooh, okay. So can you talk non-spoilers for this? Because we are just about to start season two. But why is it so high up on the list? Uh, It takes the best of season one and expands upon it. It takes incredibly simple scenes and breaks them down so psychologically as you're watching them you just start losing your mind over what's going on the character and the casting is incredible as in the first show i'm sure you saw that with you Mm -hmm. guys just finishing it just people that you are rooting for people that you absolutely hate and want to see fail people that are funny people that are not just they did such a good job with that again 
Uh, and then I, th- I think I'm going to leave it there. I think I'm going to leave it there. I, it was a top five for me uh, last year. Um, just the writing in that show is, is incredible. And to your point, it was set up as a mini series. We've got a season two. Let's go. Uh, I'm very interested to hear what you think about season two. And I think uh, it might be cracking your top 10 if you'd watched it before we recorded this. So that's, that's where I'll leave it. Interesting theory. Okay. Okay. So uh, I guess that does leave us with only one left. One to go. And uh, there is a show that you and I have been talking about quite a bit that has not made it on this list. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the first jump into the pool. Uh, My number one is Rings of Power. She-Hulk. No. No. (laughs) Rings of Power, baby. Yes. Oh, Oh, man. Rings of Power was so good that listeners, we are going to have a completely separate episode just talking about uh, all of the little bits and pieces that we loved about the show. Uh, We're actually going to record it right after we're done with this. And that's awesome. That was your number one because that was why I wanted to do this list first because then I could say on the recording – tune in we've got a special extra episode extra extra hear all about it um, but yes i uh i've made no secret about my love for lord of the rings uh and i will we'll dive into it on that episode but safe to say uh, i was obsessed with lord of the rings lore in high school uh, i re- had read the books uh but then i started diving into like the first and second age lore uh for trivia purposes so like i, I didn't know a lot about it but i i, I remembered enough things for trivia that Hearing certain names and certain places in the show just triggered that dopamine in my head of like, ah, you know, that name. I remember that. I like Gilgalad. I remember Gilgalad, apparently, that I used to call. I called him Gilgalad. But, um, God, there's just there was so much about it. And so obvious. And look, this is and you said it about the recruit. You know, something is good when it makes you want more. And I think you've yep. seen this from a lot of the shows we talk about, like with Miss Marvel. I immediately uh started reading the Similarillion again uh which has been great uh and then i also read through all of the appendices which apparently that's what the show was based on from return of the king but i bought the fall of numenor book as well that just came out which apparently is all of the second age writings put into a novel as well um so i just and i've got all these history of middle earth books that i haven't read yet and i'm i'm diving into all of them so it's like perfect timing shelf yep yeah well, it was funny too, and, and maybe we'll talk about more. But like this, the, for the the Cimmerillion, I uh, had a hardcover copy that I bought when I was younger, and I would read it at night and, and t- during the day too. I always get tired when I was reading it, like because it, it's all just that black. It was this weird type of font where it all looks like it's kind of connected and it looks like it's old because this this version was from probably the the late seventies. Right. So I actually I. I saw that they have like newer versions. So I, I sold it amongst some other things at second and Charles and picked up just a paperback copy that has brand new font. Yeah. And I'm just buzzing through it. It's weird. It's like literally the font was what was putting me to sleep when I was reading it. Cause now I'm just so fascinated by all of the, uh, you know, like just all the gods and all, Oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much. So yes. Uh, all here's what I'll say. Um, uh, what's her name? You uh, Morphin, right? Morphid, Morphid Clark yep. as Galadriel. You know, she we saw her in uh, Saint Maud. Uh, she may have been in something else as well. Actually, I think she's in the Dracula show on Netflix, which I haven't right. watched yet. She's just a revelation as Galadriel, and I 
one of, that was the only issue that I had going into the show was I was like, you know, how do you beat Kate Blanchett? Yeah. And completely sold me on it. Like, I just, I loved that you had some of those characters in there, but then, you know, there's other characters that grew on me. The Hardfoots did. Uh, and again, we'll talk about all that, but like I said, it just, it was spectacle. The episodes are long. Like I like them. Uh, Amazon put their money into it and put their money into it. Right. So I was just, I really have no big issues with it at all. Like I said, you know, I can't wait to watch it again. And I'm glad that the next season's not coming out for probably another year and a half because I'm going to just be devouring this. We got to consume some content. No, it was incredibly done. The set pieces, the costumes. You brought this up on some of your other uh, shows from this year, but they they made it like a movie. I felt like we were watching Mm -hmm. many Lord of the Rings movie each episode. Um, And I'm with you. So excited for what's coming. Second in Earth. Lord of the Rings and Hobbit are all in the third age, correct? Yeah. Okay, so this is all first age, kind of the kicking off point. And this is all second age. This is second age, kind of the kicking off point. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm with you. It's it's relit the fire I have for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits. I, unlike you, actually have not delved as deep into all this stuff previously and now it's it's ingrained in me. I need to do it. I need to consume. So like you, when whenever I watch a show like this that puts me in that mode and gets me this excited about something, um, it's awesome. And I'll tell you, I kind of I went in with with low expectations because of how much I love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was I I'd heard a lot of like you know griping and and bickering about the show and and some things people weren't liking. We're just reading stuff online, and I, I said I'm going to go in completely blind, no expectations. Love Lord of the Rings, love the lore. Let's see how they do, and totally blew me away. So excited and so pumped. I mean, again, it's almost it reminds me of um, what we've gotten with Marvel and Star Wars, where these incredible things we grew up with that we loved to consume as media and. As much as, you know, some of our other cousins and brothers hate to say uh, everything's become commercialized and is bought out by certain companies, we get the full benefit of it because you get these shows and these movies and these adventures that just get get to explore all this lore that we used to be, you know, sitting in bed with a night like falling asleep, reading your old yep. text to. And now all of this is coming to life and it's so cool. So, yeah. number one, I love it. Rings of power. Yeah. Yeah, those are some powerful rings. Um, but yeah, so we will uh, we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, so again, I think you'd agree it was a great year for television. I'm excited for some new stuff. Surprised 1883 didn't make your list, but didn't make mine either. It was a, I really liked it, thought it was a great show, but it, it really was just, you know. And for those of you listening that fans of Yellow, we're huge fans of Yellowstone, huge both Yellowstone. me and Harry. Um, and this, this season, years, Yellowstone did not make the list either. And that's only because... Uh, it's the first time I think the show kind of took a dip a little bit, but it, yep. it's like, and the way that I would put it is going from a 10 to a nine, like it was still incredible, but there are some pieces of it. That's why I didn't make it. I gave 1883 an eight. Uh, Cause again, it was it's very basic, was very straight. There's no, no surprises. Was 1883 a 2022 show? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I it think was. that came. No, you know, it, I, I, these Yellowstone shows, they, they're all, they all do this. They all come out in november yep 
And so, like, for example, 1923 has two episodes out, and the next one is next week. So it's like, what year do you put them in? So I would consider 1883 was probably last year. And Yellowstone was the same way. Yellowstone, the new season just started. I think they're two episodes in. Um, So that's one. I I typically, the way I watch television is I'm a total binger, so I wait till the full season's out. Ozark, I had to wait till both sets were out. I wasn't going to start one and have to wait. You animal. I'm a beast. So uh, the, I'm with you. They always skirt, I think, because of the timing. 1883, I have on my 21 list. And I think it was like oh. right at 10 range. Um, for same points you made, it was – I thought it was incredibly well shot. The scenery and the Oregon Trail piece of it is what put it in my top 10 just because I've, I've that's one of my favorite time periods historically – and I thought the yeah. act was very good. But to your point, there wasn't anything crazy, no major surprises. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that was on my 21 list just because, of, again, of the time frame it came out. But Yellowstone's always tough. And I'm really excited to see what uh, Mr. Sheridan's got in this new season and with our boy. Uh, yeah, my- it'll be interesting to see next year if either of them make the list because season yeah. five is out right now. And then also 1923 is is out, too. So, hey, all, all props to Sheridan. I, I think he's one of the big names right now that not a lot of people know about. But he's right. he is raking in the dough from Paramount. And hey, good for him. It's it's funding his ranch habits, which love I'm to see. Love more to see than find some more horses. Yeah, nice. Well, Harry, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, obviously, Brad. we'll just pause this and then we'll come back and record for for uh, uh, Rings of Power. But it was an absolute blast going over this. I'm really glad we had a couple of similarities in our list. They're kind of the same, but a little bit different, which is always nice. We love our variety here. Um, yeah, yeah thanks nice. for being it's a part nice of the show. Mixing them up, and and my favorite is when we have the occasional once in a blue moon. I think last year we only had one, so this year we've got two. We're starting to become more aligned. We've been hanging out. Mm. A- need to break uh break class a little bit but yeah no thanks for having me it's always a pleasure love getting to talk through this and look forward to it every year yeah awesome well you guys heard it here on comics and cinema Uh, i'm your host alex klein thank you so much for listening and we will see you at the movies (laughs) 